Why can't I hit the target? she asked, hoped he'd think the crisp morning air had caused the flush on her cheeks. Firstly, you need to secure your feet more firmly, like so. And when you grasp your pistol, hold it tight. I have never seen one bite yet. Tony demonstrated. Now you try. Jemima wiped her hands on her trousers and took the pistol. She looked at the bottle and then at the gun. Is this right? Your hands are too low. He placed his fingers under her elbows and lifted them. Jemima's mouth went dry. Which was worse, trying to hit the target or having Tony standing going the inches away from her? Now, take a deep breath, keep your eyes on the target, and fire. She could feel the warmth rising from him, enveloping her. As if in a dream, she pulled the trigger. The bottle shattered. I did it! She let the pistol drop into his hands, knew she was shaking but didn't care. She clapped her hands together and twirled around. I really did it! The ivory slippers will be mine! Yes, you did it. I shall bear witness to it. Tony's face was wreathed in smiles. A first-rate shot. Jemima stared at the shards of glass on the ground and wondered whether she would be able to do it with Charles watching and without Tony's firm hand steadying hers. Do you think I can do it again, in front of Charles? Your brother will take my word that you fulfilled the terms of the wager. His voice sounded smooth and easy, and she wanted to believe him. Thank you, she replied after a pause. I'll make sure that rascal pays up before tomorrow night's ball. Tony tucked the pistol away in his pocket and pulled his jacket straight. Could she ask for the pistol back? She wanted to keep practising, now that he'd shown her. You will save a dance for me, won't you? It will be my last ball before the regiment sets sails for Portugal. A dance? This morning had gone from disaster to perfection in a moment. I'd be delighted to, Tony. May I escort you to breakfast, Miss Cullen, and then we shall make sure Charlie coughs up those dancing slippers. He offered her his arm, and Jemima rested her fingers on it, felt the taut muscle beneath the cloth of his coat. He could keep the pistol, for now. Chapter 1 The evening of 19th of January, 1812, Ciudad Rodrigo, Spain A wood splinter pricked the palm of her hand. Jem Risley gripped the ladder more tightly and ignored the pain. It mattered not, because within minutes, an hour at most, she would be dead. Already her lungs ached from the cold air with each breath she drew. The trooper standing opposite her shivered uncontrollably, and he had a sick, green look in his eyes. Yet his taut white knuckles gripped the ladder as surely as hers. He knew his duty. Being a frozen corpse with a wood splinter in her hand was better than a dancing death at the end of a hangman's rope. There was honour in dying as part of the forlorn hope. Soldiers, the eyes of your country are upon you. Jem shut her eyes as Major General Crawford's words pierced the darkness. Be steady, be cool, be firm in the assault. The town must be yours this night. Silence eerily thick as the uncertain shifting of dozens of boots were muffled by the rocks and snow. Jem blinked and willed the rocket to go up now, 
She wanted the assault to begin and for everything to be over. Lieutenant Gerwood, his eyes flashing with the prospect of glory and promotion, stood with his sword raised a few paces in front of her, ready, waiting. His shoulders were stiff, yet even he could not suppress a shudder as the minutes dragged on. There was a good reason why the men she was with, who had volunteered to be the first to go into the breach, were called the Forlorn Hope, and she was counting on her own kind of glory in meeting death and the enemy head-on. Sergeant Risley, good luck to you, a low familiar voice whispered, close to her ear. Jem shuddered as the razor-sharp rasp of the Major continued. He must be standing right behind her, where she couldn't see him, yet only a foot or two away. She felt the hairs on the back of her neck bristle under the stiff leather of her stock. I hope to see you after this battle, Risley. You and I.